live and broadcasting from the pre-Olympic uh, party. Guys, at- guys, um, uh, my water's broken. Huh? I'm sorry. What? Congratulations. I, yes. But Tony, who? Fucking what? water mains. What? Oh, water main. Water main. Water main. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Fucking oh. water main. Oh. Raise your voice. <laughs> that sucks. Water everywhere. Yeah. Gonna have, are we gonna have to move this to another day or now nah, i'm just gonna perch we've already moved it to an entire other house and everything we might as well move it to another day i think <laughs> true. true it's no, not no 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 i'm an expert at, at, at perching on furniture and things it'll be fine probably all right well hello and welcome to this week's episode of the vocal minority podcast the podcast that kind of forgot what winning at bmo field feels like Burned. Kind of nice. On this week's episode, we briefly discuss a terrible week for TFC. Celebrate the uh, CanXNT's victories over Jamaica. What, what? Get caught up on the Campiel playoff picture because someone's won the regular season. Whatever. Uh, look ahead to Toronto versus WKRPFC and more. And now to this week's panel. He loves himself, a good defensive shit show. So this, this was a good week for him. Welcome to Duncan Fletcher. There were a couple of entertaining uh, sort of um, sort of football to be watched there for sure. I mm, just some nice breakdowns and everything. I, I preferred, you know, the defensive shit show at both ends, and it's back and forth. Mm, and what true, you. true. You know, if you can only get it at one end of the pitch, sure, that's still good. Feeling pretty good about the kit matchups. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. Yeah, I mean, it's going it's, it's gonna to be nice. It's going to look nice. It's going to be good. It it's is. Good. I mean, it was, to be fair. And I think, the, a, I, think, I think we saw some good ones, too. Oh, it, it was a very visually stunning matchup. Teasing. But like, yes. very nice. I really have grown to appreciate the Canadian. I mean, I, I did like the women's kit before, but full kit... Yeah, shit's nice. Shit's real nice. Yeah, and I saw like, a ja- lot of those jackets as well. The jackets are the, ridiculous. The jackets are so nice. And if I don't want to say nice money. things about Nike. So fucking no, guys. but oh, but it's so well really done. Nice. I, if they had one of those jackets in Mark size, I would own it. Honestly, I would have bought it. Would have bought it right off the rack. Yeah, I got two hundred bucks. Sure. Yeah, like, I, would I admit I lingered nice. at a merch booth or two uh, last night and was just like, oh. I don't no, blame you. You cannot. <laughs> um, Tony still, I don't know. He went to the wrong stadium for the Pizza Rats match. So I think he's lost somewhere. Uh, so Tony's not joining us this week. What's, we will what's, have... the point, what's the point of having a New York correspondent if I know. he can't go to the right game? Exactly. New York City. They play at Yankee Stadium. They play at Yankee Stadium. Everyone knows this. What the hell was he doing? I know. Come on, Tony. Tony. Jesus. However, we will have joining us later on in the show a special guest to help us look ahead to WKRPFC. Um, As for me, I am happily very tired uh, from lots of Voyager's activities and the match uh, last night, but... That is okay. That is why we do this. Uh, I am your host, Christian Knowles, and now to the show. 
All right. First up is, of course, what's been happening. And we are going to pretty quickly, just because it's depressing, <laughs> um, look back at two really stunning losses uh, uh, for TFC. Uh, one to Miami Vice uh, last Wednesday and then one to the Pizza Rats that was supposed to be Saturday night. But water mains? Who knew? Um move the match to the random time of 1 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. And I say that, but not like we've never watched a match at 1 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Of course we have. It just seemed like, oh, I kind of had that day planned out. Now there's mm-hmm. a Toronto match? Eh. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. that, was, that was basically Because I got home from work and I was like, all right, you know, I can watch some of the my this will be some of the 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 New York match before I whatever, just relax a little bit. And then I've got you know, some Sunday ahead of me before I've got to go do Voyager's things and no, no. Well, I pretty much ignored the match anyway, but still, it was like, ah, nice that I didn't have to watch them suffer on a Saturday night, but also really on a Sunday? I don't know. But anyway, I digress. And let's talk about the Miami match and what really was hilarious is the wrong word, but kind of the right word in terms of everybody getting subbed off. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, this was like one of this was like a big deal match because, you know, Messi was playing and he started and all the other, you know, guys are playing and Toronto throughout it's 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 biggest lineup Victor Vasquez started against his his old uh, teammate um you know it was like ooh Messi versus Vasquez and all the good things and then suddenly they're like dropping like flies oh you're injured and you're injured well, there, there's like four injury subs what in under 20 minutes yeah that that yeah, seems about much. right it was hilarious um, like I want everyone, I don't want anyone to be injured, but like seriously injured, but still it was like, what is happening? I mean, I, I, I felt, I don't know who I felt worse for because it was, uh, Cervania came in for Vasquez and then Ibarra came in for Cervania and yeah. those were like literally yeah. the first two subs of the match. Yep. <laughs> and, and then by, honestly, by the 37th minute, what are you watching? Cause, cause, um. Messi came out and and I I should have tweeted it out but I didn't have the courage to because I I wanted to keep it I don't want I didn't want somebody to like misinterpret it but, you know just floating in because I called I called Messi a uh, a big pussy like uh because he like couldn't play the whole match and like this is the guy and I, out of context it would seem like wow that's that's not like Mark but come on like the big deal that is Leo Messi and he's hurt and I'm hoping he's okay. But like, it was just, he can't even stay healthy to play against Toronto. It literally was free goal night. It was free <laughs> goal night for anybody in a Messi shirt. And he left like, what the hell? I was disappointed in the fact that he did not get to turn the screws. However, I will say that I was delighted by friend of the show Martin Bailey pointing out that there are only five clubs that Messi has not, that he's played against, that he's not scored a goal against. And we're on that list now. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's oh, that's a stat to take to the bank. 
that yeah. if they should they should put that up as a banner next to all the V Cups and the MLS Cup. Like honestly, just right after another hasn't been scored against by Messi. Fantastic achievement. <laughs> and to be fair, he had thirty seven minutes. Yeah. That, that's at least yeah. two goals. That's at least two goals. You do so. But I mean, what did he do? What what did he do? Fuck all. Yeah. Goat? Exactly. Dribbled a lot. More like oh, a lamb. I've got the ball. I've got the ball. I've got the Oh, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a very unimpressive 37 minutes, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. You know, that, that, who's, what, what's the guy who scored all the goals? Somebody, Taylor? Taylor. Or yeah. 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 Substitute. Hey, that guy looks good. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was yeah, like, like I was like, who is who is this person? When when yeah. when does Robert Taylor get called up to Argentina? I mean, right? Yeah. It's only fair. Seems to be. Mm-hmm. So clearly that was very clearly the superior player. Now, what was interesting though, before all of this, all the subs started happening. Um, well, the Vasquez sub was very early; it was like eleventh or twelfth minute. But for the first, for the opening bit. It actually looked competitive. Like mm-hmm. Toronto had, uh, Toronto had, Toronto had like a, a DeAndre Kerr had a had a decent chance. Um, Calendar had to make uh, a couple decent saves uh, within the first half and the beginning of the second half on um, on Kerr on Insigne, but um, and and Thomas uh, Thomas Romero was looking was looking pretty good in the first half for for a good chunk of it, and then. Like the second half, like they got one goal in the first half, and but like second half, it was just nightmare. Hope destroyed. Like Romero had a bad clearance uh, at the end of the first half, and that's they got a goal like right before the right before the halftime, and then the second half, it was it was you know we always talk about like you know, the tale of two halves and two teams, but it was just like wait wait remember how you were playing in the first half like a bunch of the good players got subbed off what is wrong with you people mm-hmm. and no they were just bad again mm-hmm. as usual so mm-hmm. um four nil loss we yeah. um well, sure. that seems about right but the way yeah. it happened Huh. No, okay. exactly. Yeah. You know, if you knew nothing about the game itself and who played and who came off injured or whatever, you'd be like four 0 against Miami and Messi. Of course, like how Messi got three of those goals. Yeah, okay, fine. You know, like that's mm. Joseph Martinez got the other one probably just for some revenge. Of course, you know, like these are the things you think. No, no, some guy named Robert Taylor. Mm. Yeah, Sounds like he's got home improvement. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's our cousin. <laughs> his younger brother, you know, um, the Binford three thousand instead of the six thousand. But um, so then roll on the weekend, and again we talk about TFC playing the Pizza Rats, and those are usually, you know, fairly energetic and interesting matches. And good lord, um. Bit of a change from Terry for keeper. Um, Luca Lucas was it? Is it Gavrin? Yeah. Got a unexpected start. Sorry, Luke. Luke Gavrin was handed the start. Um, 
and it did not go well. Um, he saved a penalty. I, I know. Okay, he saved a penalty. That's true. Good job. The starting job is yours for the next two weeks until Sean Johnson Ooh. comes back. Um, actually, that's probably what's going to happen. He'll probably play on the weekend. Um, but yeah, they opened the scoring um, within two minutes against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Yeah, they did. Um, and then, Sunday, yes, the... Sunday's, Sunday's a day of rest, Kristen. A day <laughs> of rest. I'm sure How can it possibly are... be expected? <laughs> I'm sure our Italians is a good chance they're Catholics and they take that sort of shit seriously. So if they were even remotely, even on the pitch, never mind resting slash injured, what have you, the ones on the pitch, you've you got to rest. Take that seriously, Kristen. Fair, fair. Mm. Um, I, <laughs> I, it does seem as though I, I didn't see the the VAR review um, of the handball that led to the penalty that Gavin did indeed uh, save. Um, and it looks like you know he made a couple he made a couple of good saves. I should be I should be nice to him. It, it was good in terms of your first MLS start. Um, unexpected you know he'd been signed very recently as the backup kind of thing since uh johnson and ranjit singer both um still recovering from from injury surgery all of those good things but and and matt freeze um i get you know had a couple decent saves on uh on toronto so they didn't try but I, again it looks like the second half just sort of again sort of like not as much happened or again they're just not they're just not sharp you know cj sapong who i want good things for but they are not happening here in toronto he will not be here next year um and it's just it's just more of the same with them right like we talk we have we have almost the same conversation every week about toronto matches it's like yeah well you know there was a few nice attempts a couple players did some nice things but the execution is poor and with players like this it shouldn't be it just shouldn't be so you know is everyone just playing out the string on this season they've got they've got four games left in the season uh two home games uh two away games and then it will mercifully be over for this year yeah um but is that like because i do see i do see like intent i do like I, i it's not that i don't see them trying Otherwise, I'd be slating every single one of these players for just being lazy assholes. But I don't know, I, man. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's lack of. Definitely effort. not lack of effort. It's it. There's. Are I don't know confused? if it's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's a lack of cohesion. I don't know if it. I I feel like a good chunk of it is that, the tactics that are that they're set out to do just don't work, for the most part, like defensively they get carved apart all the time and that could be a talent thing too it's it's a bit it can be threadbare at times and if michael bradley's playing back there it's not the most calming presence i can think of but even just the attacks they just fizzle out before they get anywhere near goal they do get shots but it's just like nothing to nothing to worry about um and i mean with the talent that we have they should be 
they should be at least scoring one goal in these two games, just one. And they didn't, and it didn't really look like they were going to at times. So I, I don't like, we're certainly going to find out hopefully, hopefully like the last three games of the season when it's officially Johnny time. time. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Uh, or are we going to just do here's Johnny jokes? Is, no, is that our plan? That's play no. out as, uh, All right, uh, fine. Um, but like when when it when it's when it's Johnny Ball and it's Johnny time, uh, I hope that we at least for those three games see concerted effort for those players to kind of do a thing because I feel like some of those like not some I feel like a large number of those guys. Will likely not be back next season, and if they are back next season, it's because we're still waiting for somebody else to come take their job. So, because they're they're not going to be able to turn over twenty guys, but that doesn't mean mid season you can you you can't be traded. So yeah, I I just like aside from like Kerr, who I'm not expecting to score goals and 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 have have success in front of the net everybody up front has been largely absent and disappointing and Kerr's the only one that's scoring what are you talking that, about no but that no what i'm saying is like we didn't sign oh, out Kerr. of everybody he's the unexpected one oh, okay like like Kerr wasn't signed because we need a forward Kerr was signed because we need a body uh everybody else sapong included <laughs> were hired guns and they ain't no bullets. So I'm kind of let's see let's see if let's see if tactics make a difference, because if tactics make a difference and like honestly, like lose three two, but at least score two. You know what I mean? Like losing yeah. three nil is just despair. Three two, it's like, yeah. well, at least you put up a fight, guys. Like exactly. the number says you showed up instead of just getting steamrolled for 90 minutes or in this case, 180 minutes as it happened. So, um, yeah, just, I, I, I just hope that the fight, if there is a fight, it continues when the new gaffer shows up and at least we see something. That's all I'm hoping for. And if it's the same as it ever was, then I don't think that's a Herdman problem. I think that's, that is, that is officially a TFC problem. Mm. Uh-huh. So, Within this, this one thing before we move on from from this part of TFC uh, TFC talk for this week um, is that on Wednesday, um, before what time did that come through? Yeah, just a little a little bit before an hour, a couple hours before the match against Miami Vice. Um, maybe everyone got them at different times during the day, but you, if you're a season seat holder for Toronto FC, you got an email from your ticket rep, who is probably the same one that we all have. I swear it's just one guy now, um, about your membership renewal. And one, you got a lovely letter from John Herdman. Mm. Heartfelt. Oh, just the hearts. Oh, I felt I felt warm and fuzzy. Whatever. It's a lot of words strung together. Um, but he's sincere, and that's the important thing. True. But the important the the important the shocking the actual shocking thing i did not expect this and it is the bare minimum of which this club can do but they have frozen the price they're not raising the ticket prices for next year 
And I was legitimately surprised. Less. Like, it's not the price drop that it should be, but they are actually not raising the ticket prices for next season. I think that's... I, I don't I want. Don't, I'm, I'm not applauding them. I'm. I'm just. I'm literally like surprised. I yeah. That like they're not. I. I. I hate. Like I said the least they can do. I hate the fact that our, like, the prices have to go up because of you know inflation, salaries, reasons. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, they're good. Well, we get to jack the prices up. Like it's shit to know that that's a, that's what happens. Yeah. And that, and that ultimately we are going to be Leafs on turf. And I don't mean that kindly, but ticket price wise, we're no longer a thing that you can reasonably afford to go to as a season's with a season's ticket, but you go once, once a season and you make it an event like you do with leaf tickets. Cause they're so fucking expensive. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that day. I'm not looking for that forward to that day where I'm going to be, not so much priced out, but it's like I don't want to, I don't want to be able to afford this because it's too high. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, just because I have disposable income doesn't mean you're entitled to it when you jack the prices up. It's exactly. no different. It's no different than, you know, I can still afford to go to the movies. I'm just not giving you twenty eight dollars for a ticket. I don't. I know that's not what they're costing, but like, just because you set the price here doesn't entitle you to my money as a customer. So. The fact that they froze it, I don't see why they have to increase it anyway, but I'm not I'm not the marketing person. I'm not the business person. I'm not the accountant. I know, Duncan, I'm not the accountant. Um, you know, what? I know, true, well, what true. What have you been doing this whole time? Insurance, apparently. <laughs> um, a decade of lies. A decade of lies. <laughs> yes. Why do you think I made the shirt gray, Dunk? Um, uh, <laughs> I... Anyway, um, but yeah, like I, I, I feel like I feel like that when there's the threat of revolt, that there's a ticket fr- ticket price freeze or a ticket even like price rollback, which we've seen at least once or twice in before this, and I mean that's great and all, but I kind of resent the idea like, hey, I'm feeling good. Of course, I don't mind paying an extra fifty bucks for my season's tickets. Also, like because i'm feeling good i get to gouge you all right sweet um so yeah so that's i mean that's great but like are you really gonna up the price on a on a team that you incredibly overspent on for the return of points so I, yeah anyway good move i guess i, I think is yes. what i'm trying to say basically all right well let's yeah. let's let's move on from from all of that to, to something that's far more enjoyable um which is the uh xnt's uh victories two over jamaica uh what? over the past over the past five days i know i know a canadian national team won another series uh so We've talked about the the WNT, the XNT a lot this year, obviously, because they've had a lot going on, both on and off the pitch. Um, we were all, and they as well, collectively disappointed by their 
lack of showing at the World Cup uh, this summer and mm-hmm. rightfully concerned that this group was just not coming together anymore. What, you know, maybe there's too many injuries, there's, too, there's some age issues, there's still too many, whatever is happening. And so they're coming into uh, home and away series uh, with Jamaica to get into the Paris 2024 Olympics. Canada, of course, being the reigning Olympic gold medal champions. And what a difference. What a different looking team than we have seen all of 2023, not just in the World Cup, but in the She Believes Cup, in like, it, what, who, who are they scored three goals from open play. They scored from a set piece. <laughs> Who are these people? Mm-hmm. Like, please, someone, can we just bought, like, whatever cloning machine Bev's got going on. Bev changed formation, for fuck's sakes. Ooh. What is happening? Um, so Friday night, you know, Friday was the away match uh, to Jamaica. And, yeah, the surprise formation the three, five, two, um, no Christine Sinclair, not a huge surprise, but since he didn't play a minute in Jamaica and for the most part, like we all just kept saying to each other, we just, everyone just kept turning to each other going, they look so relaxed. They look so, they look, they're so, re- <laughs> everyone was just like, they're so calm. They're, oh, look, look, they're passing the ball. Like it was the number of times from seriously, I had this conversation over and over again over the course of two hours at the watch party where everyone just kept saying the same thing. What a difference. It's so different from the world cup. What is happening? We're all like, we'll take it. We're so happy, but huh? Um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be the person that goes, uh, well, I said this thing before and, uh, where where I kind of alluded to that. I mean, you're, you're Wolf- a footy podcaster. That's kind of part of the rules. I know, I know. And and you can go download them. Why am I, why am I about to try to sell the podcast to the people who listen to this? You know what the fuck I'm doing. Anyway, um, I was speaking to absolute legend, uh, Rob, uh, Voyager head honcho. And um, we were talking and I had brought up the thing that I had brought up on the show which was, I think the World Cup is a mental block. It is seriously like some kind of trauma because how is it that this team can be this good and stink out the last bunch of World Cups, but then go to the Olympics and get a medal, which is a really, really, really drastic swing from why are we even here to Where's our podium? Like, that's amazing headspace to be in. But to do that, the last three tournaments. So for them to comprehensively, confidently, creatively just wreck Jamaica, who had a much better looking World Cup than we did, is is astounding. But also, and again, I've got almost, I'm just going by the pattern of it. Supports my stupid little theory. <laughs> like it really kind of highlights it. I, 
I don't know if there is a sports psychologist out there that can have a single uh, team, a national team, as a client to get to the root of this World Cup problem. But might be worth looking into or make a hell of an interesting case study, honestly. Is it a World Cup problem or an Olympic non-problem? Is Canada a a shit team that for some reason always does well at the Olympics or a good team that always shits the bed at the World Cup for some reason? Which one's the real real Canada? All right. Question to you, Duncan. Go on. Which one do you want it to be? (laughs) I mean, you may, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a very amusing counterpoint. Honestly, that is funny, but I don't think they're shit. I don't think they deserve to be a team that gets steamrolled out of the first round or not even getting out of the out of the uh, group stage, I should say, of a World Cup. They are that talented. They are that good. So for them to be an overachieving Olympic team instead of an underachieving World Cup side, or sorry, an overachieving World Cup side instead of instead of an underachieving you know what I'm trying to say. I would rather believe that they are an underachieving World Cup side rather than an overachieving Olympic side. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's probably somewhere in the middle. They're, they're a True. mediocre team that is not as good as uh, they, they look whenever the Olympics come around and is not as bad as they look when the World Cup comes around is basically what it comes down to. That's a lot more sort of boring way of looking at it, but it's probably... Yeah. Or probably the real white of looking at it. I, mm, Especially uh, probably for the next few years, too, actually, considering, you know, mm-hmm. CSA issues and all that stuff. But so I, I so just think, you know, playing for the Olympics. Oh, this is about Canada and the Olympic Committee. And I just don't, you know, they actually get bonuses and that sort of thing. You know, oh, hey, just like same as all the like individual athletes and all the other people competing at the Olympics. That it's you know not just well, this is what the the CSA can afford to give you for doing this. It's uh, you know they get Olympic level sort of bonuses and all that sort of thing. Uh, I have no idea how that all works, but hopefully I don't either. But agreed, that's how it is. Um, so uh, for the match on Friday, uh, ultimately winning two nil, Nichelle Prince lovely with uh you know opening the scoring pretty early on and um other than the fact that it was quite a nice goal um want to highlight it because nichelle prince's mom was at the watch party in toronto and so she was she's a delight by the way and she was so happy we we meet so many of the moms at these things it's great um anyways so she was she was just she was having a great time and i was showing her uh pictures on my phone uh of of her daughter having just scored the goal because i i don't think she had um certain things on on her twitter so she was like oh this is great where is this from it was adorable um and then uh adriana leon uh scoring her goal uh, in her 100th appearance. Man, she wasted a lot of chances before she actually like. Oh, did she the one goal. Jesus. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. Oh, neither am I. <laughs> I am not at all. It, it, took, it, took a, it took a long time for her to become a fucking murderer. But we're here, and I'll take it. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. So they come back to Canada for the for the home match at BMO Field in honestly better shape than I think anybody expected. We were like, wow, like that's that's exactly how you want to come home. You know, two nil, you've got, you know, clean sheet, away goals, all the all the goodies, it's, right? It's it's the most dangerous lead in sports, Kristen. It's right here. Yeah. Um so then um, you know, last night. What a fucking night. Um, sold out BMO Field. Announced attendance of 29,212 people. A record for a, for a, an Ontario crowd. It was very funny. They said Ontario, Toronto crowd, whatever. Ontario crowd, I guess, you know, Ottawa as well. Um, Hamilton for any national team. Yeah, suck it, Hamilton. Mm. We tried. Um, which is massive 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 in that place when it finally filled in and yes it did take a while there was the usual attend you know getting through the gate clusterfuck as the as the match wore on because like we were well we were in super early of course but you know i i literally like popped you know i jumped up on the concourse and stuck my head over the railing to look down at gate three and i was like yep giant crowd okay Mm -hmm." Part for the course. No, ridiculously out into the car park. No, I was just going to say no lines in the car park this time. Oh, um, okay. But at least not when I looked. Maybe it wasn't. So it wasn't as bad. But it, uh, you know, seven o'clock kickoff Tuesday night September. It's always a problem. Actually, it doesn't matter what time it is. It's Toronto. It's always difficult, and there is still seems to be no way to properly streamline attendance uh, admittance into BMO field. So the world cup is going to be ridiculous. Um, but once everybody was in there and even before everybody was in there, but once that place was fully filled out, Holy crap, it was loud. It was active. It was awesome. Um, yes. Jamaica scored first. And <laughs> so this was, I don't know what it sounded like on TV, um, but in the stadium, that goal went in. Nice goal, by the way. Fucking mm. annoyingly nice goal. Mm. Um, Ridiculously nice goal, yeah. Yes, it really was. <laughs> it was It was offensively nice. Um, and there was a lot of cheering. A lot of cheering. Ooh. And we looked around at the stands and realized that there were stealth Jamaican fans in the stands. <laughs> they were not wearing their colors they had jackets on because you couldn't see we were looking for pockets of green and gold and i was like um where is the cheering coming from so um that was kind of funny the realization that there was definitely it was a mostly canadian crowd but also the realization that there were a few more jamaicans in the crowd than perhaps we realized which is to be expected quite frankly and honestly is a good thing um and there were some in the South End. Some people managed to get tickets in the South End, but there were no issues. I didn't see any. There was no fights. No one was like, oh, you can't sit here. Um, nothing like that. And uh, when Chloe Lacasse scored her goal, what a moment. Mm. And it was so great. Um, but I do want to, sorry, I'm going to babble a bit just because I was at the match and um part of the stadium set up and part of the, you know, getting the banners done for uh, the TIFO that I hope looked fucking brilliant on television. 
because um, we worked really hard on those. Mm. And holding those suckers in the freaking wind. <laughs> I got to tell you, one of those banners, I was, I was on the end of one of them, almost got ripped out of my hand because we held them up for like a good 10, 15 minutes because uh, the game did not start right at 7, which was very annoying. Um, I was like, uh, CONCACAF, excuse me. Uh, what's going on? Um, but uh, like that was that was something that was really uh, important uh, as supporters, as voyagers, um, to bring a really have a really big moment, uh, have a have a huge uh, South End crowd for the XNT for this match, their first competitive match on home soil. Not match. They've had friendlies, but their first competitive match, a match that meant something uh, in eight years. Good. Which is insane. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Really? Lots of friendlies. Yes. Lots of, you know, gold uh, medal things or friendly tune-ups, but not actual yeah. competitive matches. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, I know. So world cup and olympic qualifying it's always right go to the states for two or three weeks and that's it yeah um, play two yeah, games here's your tournament yep yeah. okay yeah huh. is this this Which, is like the first time they've played in toronto since they won the gold yep is that right yep yeah jesus i that's, know this is like a long time ago it really really does because it was yeah it's over two years but yeah just over two years but still yeah but yeah, so, the, the people I, I think looked good. Um, I feel it's like in my head that song it's always champions of something rather than something champions. But you got to work with uh, what you got. But uh, yep. yeah, the T for itself worked well, I think. So yeah, very good. Um, a little Canadian flag randomly around it. It worked. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then. Uh... Also, uh, in the one section, we also had a bunch of Project 8 flags um, for uh, the upcoming uh, Canadian Women's League. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, just the cool thing about the crowd for this, um, and, and it includes the South End, uh, we, the one section that the Voyagers had, uh, we sort of had like focused sales and like, you know, sent access to uh youth clubs and to um to league one ontario and that sort of thing to make sure that there were um you know people who these are people they they're looking up to that they you know aspire to be and you could sense that though throughout the whole stadium like you could you could hear the kids chanting and starting their own chants or the kids yelling when something cool happened and it was a very it was a very unique environment to be in um, as a was, as a nut. Go ahead. Was, was it was it the kids that were starting the Mexican wave? Uh, yes, of course it was. Okay. Yeah, that 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 yeah. got a lot of momentum. Way too much momentum. <laughs> that, that, and then so it was very actually it was very funny because um, uh, the the capo uh, Omar and the guys on the drums. Uh, 
I don't know if they were trying to stop the wave or they just decided this was a good moment to do the to do a Viking clap. Um, but it stopped the wave <laughs> like because everyone was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, we're going to do this instead. And the whole stadium got in on that instead. And <laughs> then the last like 10 minutes of the match happened kind of thing. Um, but uh, so that was very funny. But again, on this match, they there was again a very a very confident uh, nature about them. Kadisha Buchanan looked vintage. Kadisha, um, you know, a few step overs here and there because she just can't help herself. Um, and then uh, Jordan Heidema's goal, which very nice. Is, it was. It's what she, it's what she, when she gets the opportunity, it's what she does so well are those headers. You know, you get, she gets in the box and she's so good at that. Um, it was lovely. The ball in yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, she was, you know, Lawrence did, Ashley Lawrence did very well. Good cross by there. She was more or less unmarked, to be fair, but still, it wasn't just yeah. a, right, I'm going to head this and get it on target somehow. That was very, very exactly directed to just right where it went in, which is oh, just yeah. inside the post. It's like, oh, all right. You know, that yeah. is very uh, artfully done. Yeah, it uh, was, yeah, it was, it was special. Um, while she did not score, Christine Sinclair, so Christine Sinclair got subbed in uh, 60th minute, 61st minute in the second half. And again, I don't know what this sounded like on television but in the stadium the deafening roar that went up when her name got announced it was crazy it was so loud and the chance of christine sinclair just unreal like i literally get chills just like thinking back to it um and again while she didn't score in all that one chance oh oh she played very well. Like I thought she played a really intelligent uh, game for the 30 minutes or so that she was in. And I think for as long as she continues to play for the national team, that that is, um, that is the role for her um, is to come in as this, you know, savvy, impactful veteran sub um, in the second half kind of thing, because you could, you can just, again, you can see the intelligence in her play and she was making good runs and she was doing a lot of really good things. They all were, again, they played very well, but um, it was, it was nice to watch Christine Sinclair and not think that she was out of position or out of place or too tired kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. She did, as you said, looked actually good and involved and, oh, dangerous and everything out there. And then, yeah, that the one, like, particular chance is that, like, oh, what, you could have, you tried to go, like, to the far post or kind of, like, cut back and go out to the near post. You just kind of, like, hit it down the middle straight at the goalie. What are you doing? I know. Uh, aside from that, yeah, she, she looked good out there. Not very emotional at the end. Yes. Which, you know, has us all a little worried. She looked a bit emotional coming onto the pitch. Yeah. So uh, just, just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how close up the camera got when she, when she uh, came on the field, but uh, um, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't help but, but think like while she was playing, it's like, is, 
is this and I accept that this is probably a little mean and unnecessary, but for some reason in my head, because we know that her her international career should be winding down, is winding yep. down. It is. That is yep. a, like, I'm, as she touched the ball, as she was moving around thinking, okay, where where is she going to be exposed, I guess is the word I'm looking for, as, okay, the game has passed you by. And every, well, I shouldn't say every game, but the last, say, half a dozen games, I've been kind of like, like leaning in a little bit to the television when she's, when she's on the ball, like, okay, what, uh, are, are we going to find, are we going to find out the, that the goat is, 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 is done contribute positive contributions to the game. Nope. None of that. None of that. She didn't really, she didn't look at a place at all. She like, no. you, like you guys said, had very meaningful touches. Um, and, contributed well and it to, to the point where it's like i had to wonder if could she have come on earlier like it's you never know you never know what some where somebody's headspace is and what their level of contribution is going to be to the game when you sub in somebody like her at the stage and uh i'm optimistic that there's still more to come a little bit like she's not done is what i'm saying i hope so i i really hope that that wasn't the last time that we see her play um but you never know right like you just you never you never know what decisions they're making behind the scenes and 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 that sort of thing but oh presumably you know it's like, it's oh, soon. like next summer it's like well, you could probably hang on for that one and you know should be obviously it's like in the squad if she's available and that sort of thing so presumably she'd stay around for that. This wouldn't be like her last game, but it's kind of like hilarious, just the TV commentary from like the, I mean, these are like the, the one soccer cheerleaders, you know, oh, really? it's all just very straightforward. Oh, you know, yeah, that, that, that's much like the last like home game Michelle have played. It's just, they've completely given up on the concept really? of, of Canada might yeah. organize a friendly at home sometime before the Olympics. It's like, well, you know, maybe she'll be at the Olympics. She hasn't quite fully quit. Who knows? But yeah, that's probably the last home game she's played, isn't it? Did uh, they I really? quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. They were very huh. much writing off the entire concept of the CSA managed to organize a friendly at home before the Olympics, uh, which, wow. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Anyway. Um, anyway, but overall, two really, like, not just competent, but well-played matches. Um, some, yeah. again, nice to see some tactical, um, you know, innovation from Bev, who has been, had not really shown a willingness to do that before um you know get some of the young players in uh olivia smith in her short time out on the pitch looked very dangerous uh sydney collins had some nice moments um you know there's there's some potential there with some of the younger players for sure for sure and yeah you know decisive overall series series win going to the olympics Great stuff. Really? Great crowd. Great moment. Um, 
oh my god i don't know again i don't know what this looked like on tv but did they show the team doing the drum the clap with the south end i may or may not have uh turned it off at that point yes okay okay so we were they were desperately so the team was like they they had to do like the ceremony and stuff right so the team it took for a team a while to to make the rounds around the stadium and come over the south and everything but the 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 guys with the drums and the capos they're, they're like they're like trying to talk to security and trying to like get the players attentions like come over here because we've never done this with the women's players right it's it's with oh. the women's team it's like yeah it's never happened okay so finally um janine becky i think you know like they one of the guys actually got you know jumped down onto the pitch and was like we need you to come this way sort of thing and finally like some of the team realized what was going on janine becky shoves the the you know the 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 mallet the drumstick into into ashley lawrence's hand who does not know what to do and (laughs) does the most adorable like there's there's video there's video on the v's account that i shot there's video from a couple different places that you can look at does like the most timid bing bing you know And you can see Shalina Zadorsky and um, I think Adriana kind of being like, no, hit it. You know, and she's like, bang, bang. And they're like, pretended it was human Like It was hilarious. But once, you know, like once she got into it and everyone was getting into it, like it was a great moment. Like it's such a great moment. But it was uh, it was very it was a very funny start. Uh, very adorable. But also, again, it was it was the first time that we've ever had the chance to do that with the women's team so it was kind of it was kind of awesome there was a lot of there was a lot of really um nice firsts in terms of uh support for the xnt and like supporter culture and stuff with regards to you know really going all out for them and 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 just doing all the extra things uh that we haven't had a chance to do for them uh because the last several matches for them have all been so last minute right it's like oh there's a there's a match in ottawa in two weeks sort of thing it's like what pardon how um it's like we've been planning for this match for months months um so yeah it was great it was a great great night um i i'm so glad to that to have seen such a crowd and to get and 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 for everyone to get to witness that kind of performance and result and hopefully yeah hopefully they carry this through this next year you know the olympics are was it 10 months away i guess um but they'll have they'll have other matches presumably well they would have to um before that and uh yeah great night really really good agreed all right, well, let's move on to what we're talking about. And we haven't talked about the KMPL much uh, lately because it was just like, oh, look, the playoff picture is exactly the same. Well, that's changed. Um, it's annoying. So Pony Boys are the regular season champions. Boo. Boo, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Stupid Pony Boys. Is this um, the first time they've won that? Or, hey, I I, I feel like they won the first one. That's what I was just gonna say. I thought yeah. that the first one might have been theirs as well, and then it all fell apart in the uh, 
in the playoffs um, yeah, or the date, final or whatever. Fact, the only teams who have won the Premier League are all teams Christian sports. Stop it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs> can't even handle Come on. it. Hurts. I can't, I can't right now. Yeah. It is mush and you know it. Um, That's, That's what made it even better. <laughs> Stop taking advantage. It's mean. Um, anyway, uh, yes, they sealed they sealed their position uh, by beating York, the uh, YU guys, 1-0 on Saturday. And... Um, Pacific lost oh. a lot oh. to Hamilton on oh. Saturday as well. That was a messed up game. I heard it was a messed up game. There was an so, injury. There yeah, was. So, so, who, so are okay. they are they okay? The players? Yeah, Mark. Oh, were you there? All right. So, so I had a family dinner at five o'clock in Hamilton. The restaurant was about, I don't know, like a 10-minute drive, if it's even that far, to the stadium. I kept my tickets thinking I should be able to make it. We didn't leave the restaurant until 8.30. Oh, shit. We arrived at the stadium, and it was the 51st minute. How long was that delay? Right. So uh, friends of mine who were at the game, um, they were – I I'm just – because I had Fought Mob open – because, you know, that's what you do when you're out to dinner with your family is you look up scores. And it's it said, um, I forget what it said, like postponed, not postponed, but delayed or time stopped. There was some there was Ooh. something on the top on the thing. And I showed it to I showed it to the missus. And I'm like, I've never seen that before. And so then I messaged my friend. And this is when he told me. So about the 20, I think I want to say it was the 23rd minute, um, completely innocent midair collision of skulls for a ball that was looping really high and the Pacific player uh he hit the ground he was out like he was out before he hit the ground like he ragdolled onto the ground and the Hamilton player also not doing well but was moving so uh from what I had heard it took they immediately called for the ambulance because they didn't know what was going on but uh, it took him about a half an hour to safely remove them from the turf. Uh, the Hamilton player that I know is he's out of the hospital. He's OK. Um, he he did a he did like a little social media post that was amplified on uh, Forge's socials where he's wearing a hoodie. But you can see where the collision took place on his on his forehead. Wow. Uh, like like, holy shit. There's no way they could have seen each other until it was way too late. They were the ball was like basically coming down at a fairly steep arc. So you're both of their eyes are up at the sky looking at the ball and they just fling themselves in the air and collide. Damn. So, um, I have the only thing I'd heard when we got to the stadium, which was pretty funny because I feel like I don't know if there's a record for the latest somebody has arrived at a game, but <laughs> you're definitely <laughs> running. Because we had to be the last two people. Like this game should have been well over by the time we arrived. And it, like I said, we'd only missed 
six minutes of the second half. Um, at that point, it was one all. And while we were, <laughs> the universe didn't want us to watch part of the like like the the scary parts of this game. So we walked into the stadium. We went to go to the washroom, grab a drink. And while that was happening, uh, Henry, Tristan Henry, the keeper for Hamilton, apparently did. Okay, so stay on your motherfucking line. That's the thing I've said many times. This many times. Loves a sweeper keeper. Loves a sweeper. Yes. Somebody from, from Victoria thought, I'm going to have a go from behind half. And he lets oh, no. one fly, and that shit is going in. But Henry is like 30 yards out. So he's turning around, and he books it. He absolutely books it. And he managed to Superman the shit of that, leaps up, knocks the ball off its trajectory, goes around the post, and he crumbles into the back of the net. The nets, um, they're they're like they're they're structures in the sense that they're they're portable, and while the bars go upright and then across along the ground, they go out backwards, and then there's a bar along the back. And whatever he slammed into was that bar that runs along the back of the net along the ground. And he had to be substituted off. And when Holy we crap. So when we got into the stadium, he was good net. When we got to our seats, it was Chris Kalonga. So um <laughs> yeah, there was an like the substitution was was like immediate. They weren't like checking him or like they weren't like, Are you okay? He's stretching, he's just kind of warming up. No, it was once they were sure he was okay, like he could move. Uh, watching the replay, I couldn't quite tell what. I don't know if he, like he he landed chest down, so I, it didn't look like he hit his head, but it could have been his jaw, could have been his shoulder, could have been his chest. Either way, that shit's gonna hurt. I do feel like the jaw is a part of the head, skull. Not. Okay, like I'm talking about like, mm, okay. the, like. The part that isn't on a hinge attached to the skull. The the, the brain part. Yeah, the brain part versus the mouth mm -hmm. part. Okay. They're, sure, they both hurt all the same, and they're both just as serious. But it wasn't like he hit head... Like, when you say head first, Dunk, do you mean the jaw? No, you don't mean the jaw. You mean the top of the head. <laughs> sure. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. So, anyway. So... Uh, when it was all done, uh, Hamilton won uh, uh, 3-1. Uh, Jordan Hamilton came on as a late sub. And I thought, well, that's there's no more goals. And then the son bitch scored a very nice goal. Like he, like the, the composure on him. Kristen, you would have been proud. Mm. Was It was like Jordan Hamilton was the one that scored the third? Yeah. He almost <laughs> got a fourth, too. The guy went, the guy went for his own chip, uh, his own chip shot. That was probably about two feet too far, but he had he had he had the angle, he had the arc. It was all would have been a lovely, lovely shot from the rough right into the cup. But he he overshot uh, overshot the pin. But uh, as much as I and and I and I said this to uh, my friends that were there, I said when he's crap, he's Jordan, but when he's good, he's Hamilton, and he was Hamilton. <laughs> Uh, like, well, it's crazy is I missed so much of the game and I still saw some very entertaining things. <laughs> you, you, you talk about missing the game, Mark. This is one like I saw 
most of it on TV. Um, I don't remember what I was watching beforehand, but I turned on, I guess, just right after the, the collision had happened. Because like, all right, well, the game's stopped. There's a couple of people lying around and they're flipping. There's an ambulance coming on. All right, I guess this is serious. And, you know, it took forever uh, before things got going again. And, you know, everything happened as you described. And then about, you know, 92 minutes in, uh, it's two on Hamilton, and the, the one soccer broadcast just cuts out, goes to something else. It's like starts up like a replay of some game that happened God knows when, yeah. um, and plays that replay for about a good three or four minutes before it comes back, and all of a sudden, nah, it's 3-1. I do think it. So, yeah, I had no idea it was John Hamilton that actually scored the third, because yeah. one soccer didn't show us that. Yeah. I, what, what, yeah. I, what I think is particularly tragic about this season it seems is that there have been a lot of horrific incidences during matches like i don't maybe they happen all the time in leagues and i'm just not looking at it through the same lens like as closely to recognize that it you know it happens just as many times in the premier league the bundesliga you know but it seems like there's been like three or four really like Oh shit! I hope he's okay. Type of injuries, like injuries, and yeah, and 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 it's and I, I do I do feel for um the commentator, which seems to usually be uh oh, Jenkins. Uh, which yeah. what terrible luck! Like it has that has to be some PTSD a little bit for him. Yeah, because he's got he's got a stall. Yeah, at least he was. It wasn't one of the games he was just doing completely on his own. There was somebody else there with him True. as well. So, oh, it was like Eva Havara's there or something? Maybe I don't know exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a long time, and yeah, it, like you say, like, this is like taking forever. It was one of those things. Yeah, I guess they they didn't even bother. All right, well, hey, there's 15 minutes of injury time. It's just like, yeah, no, this has been long enough that uh, uh, we're going to have to like give the players like five minutes to warm up before we start again. And then we're just going to start the clock again at like 25 minutes or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was all very, uh, very weird. Huh. Really, but, uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad the but, players yeah. are okay. Like that's yeah. scary as hell. I haven't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sure they, there's been something since, but I went look, I went looking Monday to see if there was anything from Pacific's uh, For socials, to see if they mentioned it. And, as a Monday, there wasn't. I hope, other than maybe like a, like he's he's fine. He's in the hospital. Like I, I, right, I haven't seen right. anything beyond that. Interest in uh, Henry seems to be okay. Um, haven't also haven't they? They certainly haven't said that. You know, he's he's he had to go to hospital. They just right. uh, I if to be fair, if they've said it, I just haven't seen it yet. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And now I'm gonna go look. Now that we talked about it. All right. But, well, what are you looking? But in the interest. Fantastic Sorry. serve from Henry, though. I mean, it that was, was glorious. Oh, God, that it's sounds cool. amazing. It's the second Left. time he's done that this season, which tells you yeah. how far he goes off his line. <laughs> but yeah, just a very, so just like, just very athletic leap, just like fingertips touches it just past the post. Very spectacular save. And then, yeah, went wrong uh, at the end with the landing. But uh, yeah, yeah, very impressive in a way. Uh, I so will say, with... that, sorry, go uh, ahead. No, uh, just to kind of pivot away from the game, um, I did catch uh, the highlight, or I caught the end of the uh, Ottawa 
uh, Winnipeg game, which was particularly hilarious because uh, Winnipeg are eliminated. They are not going yes. to make the postseason. No. But, but Ottawa is trying to maintain their, their spot in fourth or third at the time. And um, now fifth. It was scoreless. It was scoreless the entire match up until about the 95th minute, which there was five minutes of injury time. And Winnipeg scored. Yep. Oh, I have so much. The utter, like, why don't, like, if you're not a supporter, like, why don't you just fucking go home already? <laughs> and they had a great crowd. I don't know how many people were at the Ottawa game. It looked like they had to be like 9,000 people. But like, holy shit, they, they had the game snatched from them in front of such a good crowd. They had both sides of the stadium open. That's how good it was. Ooh, wow. Yeah. And the other side wasn't like sparse either. But uh yeah, I I'm 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 injuries notwithstanding from this weekend. Um what a compelling last week of games. Like holy shit. Yeah. So as it stands right now, um with every team having two games left to play in the season, um Calgary is in first. They've won the regular season. Um, and then both Hamilton and uh, and Pacific, uh, the Aquaman, have, have been confirmed. They are in the playoffs. Um, Hamilton currently in second with 42 points. Pacific has 40 in third. Mm. Um, stupid 3-1 loss. And then Halifax... Currently, Halifax and Ottawa have the fourth and fifth spot. Um, Halifax at 36, Ottawa at 33, and then the YU guys just hanging on at you know trying to get up and trying to climb back up into there. They've got 32. So both both the the Vancouver um, and Winnipeg have been eliminated um, last week, or even might have been the week before. Anyway, long eliminated. So it's really this, you know who's going to take up those last two spots because there's definitely room for there's potential for any combination of Halifax, uh, Ottawa or York to, to take those last two spots um, depending on the next two weeks. So nice little bit of a bit, a bit of excitement down the stretch into the playoffs. Um, so, so yeah, I, so looking at the schedule. Okay. I'm just looking at the schedule right now. Yes, please. You have to, you have to think, uh, if if you if you want to you want to place a cheeky dollar on something, not the entire mortgage, <laughs> Duncan. Ooh. Just a dollar. <laughs> he sounds so disappointed. But yeah, yeah, anyway. he's, he's really looking to like make me yeah, feel the, guilty about him losing a lot of money. No, that's not how this works. This is my favorite segment uh, of the show now. Uh, I, you know, you, you, you <laughs> see the advert, you see the adverts out there for Tony Bet. This is like Mark Bet. Mark Bet. Mark, yeah. what are we yeah. getting on, Mark? Yeah, you know, you know what our slogan is? <laughs> Fuck Tony, he ain't even here. <laughs> Mark, Pat. Fuck Tony, he ain't even here. <laughs> no. One whole Canadian dollar. Mark One bet. whole. Yeah, that's 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 the max you can bet at Mark Bet. <laughs> uh, so the last two games of the season for for York are at home to Ottawa and away to Vancouver who are like the one that's not in the playoffs and the other one they're at home against their a team they're fighting against. 
I would I would put a cheeky dollar if 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 some house was taking a bet as to whether or not York could make the playoffs. I would I would put a dollar down and win and hold two dollars and ten cents. I imagine. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty tasty um, proposition there. Uh, Halifax has got Winnipeg, and they got Hamilton this week and Winnipeg next week. So your mileage may vary on that one. But uh, yeah, it's and Ottawa's got Hamilton at the end. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Ottawa, I wouldn't. I mean, they could do it. Ottawa could do it, but. I Who does Ottawa have first, though? Uh, York. They play York, and then they play Hamilton. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I know. I know. Any, so if y'all are yeah. got y'all got nothing better to do on a Sunday, one o'clock. That's York versus Ottawa, up at York. It needs a better fucking name, stadium. Honestly, it really does. Yes. <laughs> um. So with all of this, um also recently announced um, while all of these things were happening uh, late last week, the CPL that love, they, they, they love themselves some trophies um, and they and love themselves a press release. They love a good press release. Like oh that, whoever, like I, that poor intern that is probably getting no money for writing these press releases. Um, it's paid in exposure. Exactly. Experience. Um, how, much, how much money are those Canadian teams bringing in these days? CSB deal has got to be leading to very sweet CPL intern pay, I'm thinking. Oh, I, I doubt that. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, there are two, they announced two on Thursday, they announced two new trophies. That's right. Two new trophies. What for, you ask? Well, of course, we need a trophy for the regular season winner. And now we need a trophy for the, the winner of the playoffs. But you're like, but we already have a trophy for the, the regular season or whatever. We, we had a trophy. It was the North Star Shield. It was the microwave plate. We all loved it. And we made videos about it. And everyone really enjoyed themselves every season. Well, I get the feeling that the league no longer wanted their ultimate trophy to be called a microwave plate. They, they, didn't want, they didn't want to be the butt of the joke? Aww. Yeah, I know. They're like taking away our fun. So instead, for the regular season winner, and this is what the Pony Boys have just won, um, they've won the Canadian Premier League Shield. Now, it looks kind of similar to the North Star Shield, except they've added some metallic accents to it. So you can't put this one in the microwave. And I'm again, mm-hmm. I'll have to, I'd have to comb back through some social media posts, but I'm pretty sure I saw a post that basically said that. Um, so yes, what do we have here? We've got, I don't know, motifs for the 10 provinces and the three territories, sterling silver with gold leaf accents, features 13 points on the outer edge, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. The heart of the shield is the Campiel logo because, you know, we want that. Um, And, you know, it's mounted on a beautiful piece of wood and it weighs approximately 20 pounds. Ooh. My God. Can Um, you imagine the prize you get from the slot machine you could enter that into? Jesus, that's got to be like billions. 
Um, and so the North Star Shield, our beloved microwave plate, is being replaced by the North Star Cup. What does that look like, you ask? We have no idea. <laughs> um, because... As Mark pointed out before we start recording, it's probably not finished yet. It's probably uh, not the, finished. The North Star Cup will be unveiled at, as part of the festivities surrounding the Campiel final. Yay. So everyone, just just wait another month. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I need to go with the, the microwave plate thing. Just make it just like a, look like a pipe glass so that everyone out there you know, supporters, what have you, can be sort of raising their own the <laughs> North, whatever, cup, North Star Cup, which is basically just a pint of beer. Hey, come on. Just just go with it. You know, you've, you've, you know, maybe you weren't planning this starting out, but, <laughs> you know, it kind of got a bit of a thing. Just go with that. Make your trophies be something that can be easily replicated by people at home who can video themselves raising their own version of this cup <laughs> make a pint glass and you, you're good to go come on just lean into it cpl what have you got really what have you got what are you pretending to be this is something you've got go with it <sighs> anyway yeah so we'll i guess we'll we'll we'll, we'll discuss the north star cup whenever it's uh whenever we get to actually see the finished product uh, next month, unless unless you know there's a leak, we all we, we love that. Um, so yes, playoff picture still not fully formed, um, but Calgary wins the regular season. Super annoying, um, but uh, you know we got at least a little bit a little bit of a, a little bit of a race still for fourth and fifth, and um, you know the Aquaman and the Handies could still swap places uh, between second and third, but the way Pacific's been playing, probably not. Ah, sigh. That's okay. Anyways, at least at least there's some excitement down the stretch, which is good. And uh, yeah, so we will talk about that more in the coming weeks. Um, before we turn our attention to uh, what's coming up this weekend? Uh, do we just want to do a, a a quick little touch base recap on the um, the women's soccer uh, project eight panel that the Voyagers put on on Monday night? Um, if you were lucky enough to be there, I probably got a chance to say hello to you. I hope you really enjoyed it. Um, but just want to, and we will by we the Voyagers slash me because i took a ton of video on my phone that's going to take me forever to upload but once i get it up there we'll put it up on our youtube or something um it was such a cool night um and so great to have uh diana matheson amy walsh and Rianne wilkinson uh there to talk about um you know, their experiences playing, you know, what, what the new league is hopefully going to bring, um, what they want to do in terms of, uh, you know, outreach with the communities and connecting with youth clubs and supporter culture and all of those things, financials, um, but also just stuff that they missed when they were playing or when they were coaching. And that was actually a really cool thing about having uh, Rian Wilkinson there, who is part of Project 8 and will be part of the new league. But, you know, she's 
most recently, you know, been, you know, been coaching and talking about how the league isn't just meant to be a place um, for players, of course it is, but also for Canadian coaches who inevitably also have to go abroad to coach. And this brings opportunities for, you know, trainers for, you know, all different types of people that are involved in the sport who instead, you know, again, inevitably end up leaving. And so infrastructure within Canadian sport is perhaps less than what it could, you know, it could be and maybe should be. Um, And that this was a really good opportunity to, you know, keep them home and in some cases bring them home. Um, And then, um, just to have you know a variety of of little conversations, um, some good conversations, some good questions from people uh, in the audience, uh, and just a really, really, really neat night, and uh, really proud uh, to have helped put that on um, as part of the Voyagers, and to have these conversations uh, continue to be going and to to get to see. Uh, just see the vision of of what they're expecting and what they're doing. And, um, you know, one national team player, you know, hopefully per team, they want to, they want to bring people home or, or, you know, maybe some of the younger players have them play Uh, salary caps. They're looking, you know, was it 1.5? They want to have like average salary of 70,000 for each player, which isn't, doesn't hit, you know, what NWSL is doing. It's really not what WSL is doing, but for where they're going to start with, that's a great place to start kind of thing. You know, that's at least a living wage in Canada in most places, um, that kind of thing. So there was some really, there was some, there was some cool discussion. And then again, to see a lot of really different faces, um, not all the usual suspects. I, I met people I've never met before. Um, at this event, and that was really great to see um, to see that uh, over over two nights um, over you know the panel and then at the match last night. So um, thank you to everyone that came out. Um, again, we'll get as much video and stuff up from it as we can soon. Uh, for those of you that are uh, women's uh, Canadian women's soccer fans that listen to our show, which I hope is all of you. <laughs> but anyway, it was a very cool night. It is a Canadian soccer podcast. I keep putting that in the. In I the know tweets. you do. I don't know. If, that's that's a thing, guys. That's 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 what we do. That's what we do. Um, so, uh, so um, when yeah. you were talking to um, Canadian legend uh, Diane Matheson, um, yes, uh, did she tell you in confidence that you weren't supposed to share to anybody uh, who all is in this league? She did not, and trust me everybody asked her like they asked her during the panel people were asking her like off to the side like diana who's the, what's the next city and she just kept saying nope we're hoping to announce fourth city you know this year more to come we've got lots of people in different environments you know and they were talking you know about stadiums and having the right size stadium like oh she specifically this was interesting referenced um uh the dash you know, playing the giant stadium. So it looks horrible when they have their whatever decent crowd for a small team, if they're playing in a stadium that was meant for them, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And so they were, you know, they were talking about, yeah, how, how 
placement and being in the city centers is really important. Um, you know, being in the place where the team is supposed to be from to connect with the community, yeah. but also to have, you know, a right sized place to play sort of thing. Um, wow. You can it's, it's, it's amazing that um, it took this outsider who's never run a league before to say some really obvious fucking things. Oh yeah. Like, that was one of the great takeaways was to hear like how obviously like how much thought and research they have put into this and she has put into this, mm -hmm. you know, like it was, it was a lot of really specific um, answers to some vague questions kind of thing. Right. So it was, it was really interesting. Um, and we saw, we saw her, we saw all three of them again, actually last night after the match when, when we were leaving. So we all stopped and had like another little chat and we were talking about like connecting with the supporter cultures um, and, you know, being in touch, you know, like letting letting the supporters know what, you know, what your team wants, you know, what the players want. Like when we did, we did, we did the bus arrival for the, for the XNT last night, um, you know, flares and smoke and all the whole, the whole nine. Right. Again, we haven't really had a chance to do for them before. And so we were checking in, later on with csa reps that that we talked to um we're just like did they like it please say they liked it and they're like oh my god yeah they loved it bev thought it was amazing <laughs> we're just like yay you know because you never know you're like what if they hate it what if they hate the smoke what if what if we just mm -hmm. what if we just like ruined all of their lungs or something you know <laughs> like you just give them all of the asthma you bastards. exactly like that was yeah. that was part of the fear we were like we didn't really tell them what we were going to do we said there was going to be a greet the bus thing but we didn't say what it was um so that sort of thing again like you know like you you know so it's, it's just been really cool to have like to have these conversations but again to see you know their frustration as as former players um but also their optimism and enthusiasm for building something really you know building something important and uh new going forward and uh even recognizing you know the expectation that a women's league has to make money faster than anybody else's league does um yeah yeah saying like you know people are gonna expect yeah you know uh so it was it was really really good um like i said well i'll we'll get video up as soon as i can convince my phone to upload it basically without making me cry <laughs> mark i may need to call you <laughs> um, i'm around um so yeah it was uh it was great and uh the v's hope to do uh more things like that in the in the near and far future kind of thing just because uh that was such a success we want to do that again so yeah it was great and again thank you to everybody that participated and uh and had a chance to come out and so on how many people ended up coming out? Because I know it kind of came out saying, hey, we've yeah, this sold out, so we've expanded it. How many attendees were there altogether for that? Uh, probably pretty close to 100. I, I, you know, some of the, the media attendees, I don't know. They were just, you know, one soccer support. And I think the Project 8 people, we were just like, we have a table for you, just come. Um, but yeah, like close to 100 tickets, like 100 tickets sold. Um, okay. And almost all of them showed up. There were a few people that we did hear from throughout the day, sick, um, got caught up at work kind of thing, but close to 
a hundred people uh, there just for that. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I will, I will just say, and I, I, I rarely, I rarely plug businesses, but, uh, shout out to craft, uh, in Liberty village for being amazing. Uh, they were wonderful to work with. They had fantastic staff on for us that night. Um, their setup was great. We used the back room, which was perfect. They had, you know, they, the food they fed us was excellent. There was nothing but uh, nothing but goodness. Um, really, really exceptional from their side. So, yeah, I really can't say enough good things about the people that we worked with there. The owner came in that night just to make sure things were going well. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, really enjoyable. All, all you know from the panel just to the general experience. They let us come in early and run amok and decorate any way we wanted which was nice That's nice. <laughs> just like banners and flags and things everywhere um so yeah no it was great all in all yeah like really really excellent okay well it is time for our final segment of the season of the season my god keep it in fuck it i mean that was weeks ago wasn't it yeah it was <laughs> weeks ago months ago really uh yeah. so it is what's coming I'm, I'm up and up. i'm ready to give up Chris, if you know, okay, we can good. come back next year we can come back <laughs> yep. good night uh, call me in february yeah nobody's <laughs> pre-season games? No. um what's coming up uh featuring uh you may have already heard uh our special guest uh mike hudson hello i am special Aww. that's what my mommy says applause Aww. applause Aww. Applause noise. And uh, Mr. Hudson is here because we are, of course, uh, facing WKRP FC this weekend. And he's somewhat of an expert. Um, Cincinnati, of course, having spectacularly good season. Bastards. Uh, Annoyingly spectacular. Oh, very much so. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, Toronto, of course, having a spectacularly bad season. One of their worst, in fact. It's amazing how they keep finding new low bars to dig under. Um, All right. It's it's nice to talk to you at the end of uh, the year 2013. <laughs> oh, 2013 um, was full of hope. Wait a second. Full of hope. We, we were rebuilding. Things were going to be good. It wasn't great yet, but we're on the way to good in 2013. Uh, I just picked the year at random. You're lucky I didn't say 1713. Mm. Mm, True. That was a tough year for TFC. Very tough year for TFC. Jesus. They weren't even rebuilding. They were still building. Yeah. (laughs) The city. Uh, I just want to... Fort York, I, Fort York FC. Fort York oh, FC. Fort York FC. Exactly. That was a team. That was a side that, that <laughs> could barely Fort York walk. Nine. Fort York Fort- 9. Dude, you're allowed 11 players. Don't just pick nine. I, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think that's because there was only nine players available, Dunks. Uh, well, sure. I mean, they didn't have that many people to choose from. Agreed. But still. I, I think I think the problem was that their numbers were so large, they couldn't put two digits on the back. So they're like, yep, it's nine. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. 
That, that's that's, that's you know sense. that's a perfectly cromulent explanation. That's true. I'm, yeah. I'm um, genuinely shocked to see that. Uh, and forgive me, Mike, because we just lost Mike. Um, so I'm going to say this into the ether as if he's still here. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked to find out that Cincinnati and 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 I suspect there's a certain percentage of people who listen to this show who is like me who does not really look much higher than where Toronto sits in the standings. They are ten fucking points clear and f- in yeah. first. 10 points yeah. oh yeah. yeah and they are first in the league they're gonna win they're the supporter shield favorites because they're nine points clear of the other fuckers who shouldn't be in first place st louis what is it with what is it? i don't know God. why we never got this let's be why new for a while yeah why why is everybody else's expansion seasons Better so much than, better than ours. I mean, okay, we know the answer, and his name's Mo Johnson. But like, <laughs> what the fuck? honestly, honestly, Cincinnati, Cincinnati had a few shit years. Yeah, but did they have? Did they have a decade's worth? Of Louis. Them? Yeah, Saint Louis. Fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah Cincinnati. What the hell? And they're beautiful no cherry kids before this. Yeah, cherry popsicle kits. God damn it! God damn it. So bad. Yeah. They're so nice. Is he still yeah. not? No. Okay, we've lost Mike forever. Um... Lost Mike. All right, I, so I'm going to ask you the question then. Hey, Cincinnati FC. Apparently, it wasn't just a fluke, little bit of a season. They're for real, huh? So, which? Oh, hey, oh, is he back? Is he back? He's back. No. No. Hello. Ah. Uh, hey. Oh. I have. Uh, I have now updated Mike. Zoom. I am, in theory, good for at least 15 minutes. Okay. I'm I'm the, I'm, impr- the I'm impressed. Says we have corporate Mike with us now. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, business Mike is jarring, but yeah. business. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen business Mike. I wow, that is not. I was not expecting that. Okay. Yeah. So for for those of you, you who zoom don't your have mother a, with that picture. For those of you who don't have the video podcast, because there isn't one, um, Mike's uh, still photo. When, when you're not, when you have your cameras off, is uh, uh, he looks like he's an entry, like he's in a suit, tie, jacket. Uh, looks like he's either, uh, this is his second substitute teaching gig, or <laughs> he is a regional <laughs> rep for some kind of multi-level marketing nutritional supplement brand that you've never heard of. Yeah, I was thinking like something like oyster milk. Oyster milk? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. It is yeah, an energy too. There is a story behind this photo. I had a a photo of myself on vacation on my teams at work. This is you on vacation? No, no, uh, please let me finish the story. Yes. (laughs) And it was of me with my brother holding a a fish, a uh, sheep's head that I had just caught. And my manager or my, I should say my client manager, he went on a rampage. He said, Mike cannot have this. He went through my manager and said, like, make Mike do this. And so, like, I didn't really have anything to do. So I put on a shirt, a tie, and that coat. I was wearing shorts or maybe not even that uh, below the uh, the frame. And I asked my wife to take this photo in our dining room. So it's underpants. We're just going to say he's underpants. It's, if it's, we're lucky it, it's a great photo like for 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 real like just the the sheer comical delight in his face is worth seeing 
but again, audio podcast. I was just trying to make it as cheesy as possible. The photo (laughs) just be like, like, screw this guy. How dare he? (laughs) I'm in a suit. Right. (laughs) I hadn't been in one since I interviewed for that job. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Question, though, to go back to your story, sheep's head is a type of fish. Yeah, you can go look it up. Sheep's head. It's got stripes and it's got teeth like a person. Oh, that's terrifying. That's horrific. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'm not going to look it up. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, before you you came back, we were talking Cincinnati, you know, 10 points clear, whatever it is. Apparently, it's not just like half a season fluke. They're actually for real. What the fuck? Um, My first question before we fully get into things. So which historic terrible Cincinnati football team is actually going to win something first sort of the, the, the you guys or the the, the Bengals um so I mean considering it could happen on Saturday <laughs> are you counting supporter shield yeah why not sure um, uh, so the Bengals right now are one and two um after a, a a terrible start to the season, but the Bengals started off terrible last year and made it all the way to the AFC Championship. We're basically one game away from playing in the Super Bowl, and uh, the Eagles, as we saw, were imminently beatable. Um, so there's no way you guys are going to beat Buffalo again, though. Urgh. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are not scared of Buffalo. Um, <laughs> Uh, I am going to go Cincinnati, uh, FC Cincinnati, just oh. um, because it could happen like this year and before the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not hopeful for that particularly, but like the Shield could happen extremely soon. Mm. Yeah, seems like it. Meh. You haven't, <laughs> suffered, you haven't, you haven't suffered long enough. We had the worst uh, team in the entire league for three years. I feel like each one of those counts for two years. Oh, no. We don't know what that feels like at all. That's Uh, never happened to us. Aw, Muffin. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, each of those counts for two years. And I'm I'm putting up two fingers in case uh, anybody out Mm. there was – you know, interested. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. hear both fingers. Yes. Well done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, as we've established, you're having an annoyingly good season, likely winners of the supporter shield, um, and have trounced Toronto in our last three meetings. Well, last two meetings, the other one, at least there was a pity goal or something. I don't even remember. It was a mm. year and a half ago. It's too long ago to remember. Um, however, I, I do be, how, remember being wrong in my predictions for last year's games. Yes. Um, however, the only, the only like tiny little seems to be like, you know, Achilles heel or whatever for uh, WKRP is your waveform is not as spectacular as your ridiculously good home form. So coming how, into how many, how, how many games have, have they won away from home, Kristen? Is it five? 
Looks like five. Okay. How how many games of TFC won all season? At home? Not five. To be fair, number of games that they've won in total is equal to the number of games they've won at home. Okay. Which are both less than five. Yeah. How many draws though, Mark? Um, enough to make a gallery. Oh, that Ooh, is terrific. Why would you put why would you put that photo up, honestly? Uh now uh video God, is non, there a new photo? Do I have to go look? People uh no, uh Mike briefly flashed the uh sheep's head fish, I believe that's what it was oh, called. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's Good. and it's people teeth. <laughs> and it looks like oh, fucking I don't, I don't ever I don't ever want to see that. I'm not gonna don't. Google it. I want to know don't. nothing. And don't. Mike, if you put that in the group chat, I will ban you. Um But I might put it in the show notes, just the link, not the photo. Damn it. <laughs> what? People want to know. I want the site to be a resource. Anyway. Fine. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a potential probably not it's a very finite potential is this toronto after all they're it's probably going they're probably going to lose by a lot um but there's a potential for a draw in this one is what i'm saying that's all i'm saying so before we get one of our favorite segments which is of course players to watch and then i will inevitably pick the player that has been traded and i'll get 27 messages from different people telling me that they've been traded to another team um Mr. Mike, tell yes, us how or why Toronto could have a chance against your team. Um, well, I mean, COVID's on the rise. So you could get like four or five important <laughs> dudes out uh, uh, because of that, just not even traveling. Um, Are you telling me that there's COVID running rampant through your club? Not through the club, but just in general in uh, the United okay, States. I'm, I'm looking for a club-specific response okay. here, not just a, you know, the world is shit response. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> the struggle is real, Mike. We hear it. <laughs> so Cincinnati has struggled a handful of times this year to break down a hardcore bunker. Right. Every oh, team struggles to break like down a hardcore bunker, right? Uh, Orlando, you've played Orlando. Um, New York's uh, New York um, uh, Red Cows. They they don't do a bunker, but they make it extremely difficult to get up the field. Something like that. If you've got um, forwards that are good at running around a lot. Um, Trying to think of the other teams that just hardcore bunker, uh, Philadelphia. Um, so that's something, but you know, you gotta not let in that first goal because if you do, then you gotta open up and Cincinnati's got you by the balls at that point. Um, oh, well, then, then we're fucked because you know, we yeah. love to let in the so, first goal. So, so what you're saying is TCA have got to, to bunker. But also kind of like be like the Red Bulls and kind of press and make it hard for you guys to get out of your own half. I feel like those yeah, are two so, victory things. We got to do both. So, some teams are adept at doing both of those. Uh, mm. uh, some teams are not. Yeah, Toronto's not adept at anything really. No, exactly. 
can you tell us how a team that's not adept at anything can uh, can, can beat Cincinnati? What, what's the plan here? Um, get in their heads, right? Ooh. So Orlando beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati by just dark arts left and right. Um, but we don't have Richie Larea anymore. I was yeah, that's what I was thinking. We've already gave up Richie Larea. But you have Italians. Oh, they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> they don't even try the dark arts. Well, no. no, they don't. We need Seba for that. This is why they should assign Seba. That's right. Seba there was... we go. He could oh teach Bernadeschi how to how to dark art. Um, but yeah, like late in the game, certain players on Cincinnati are, you know, they're they're adept at getting frustrated if Cincinnati are still still haven't scored, you know, in like the seventieth. Um, or if Toronto somehow scores first and just, um, there's some hotheads, yeah. especially if certain players didn't make the trip up um, and don't have that calming presence in the locker room, et cetera. Um, so that's that's how it can happen. Um, you know, that's how you get a uh, um, you, you score first. You concede extremely late, and Cincinnati goes home with a draw in hopes that uh, uh, whoever's in second also drew so that they get to carry the shield in on Wednesday. Mm. You, you mentioned like players not traveling. Are there any of your players with a criminal history who aren't going to be able to Ooh. get through immigration Ooh. one way or the other until we're going to stay home? Optimism. I'm going to say half the team. Yeah. Well, the team has not changed all that much since last year. So, mm. you know, whoever made it through last oh, year, they're probably fine for this year. Um, I don't down. know how, you know, international players on loan, et cetera, how that affects whether, you know, an American visa gets them into Canada, you know, to work kind of thing. Um, mm. But I imagine that this is a problem that has been solved many, many times over. So... That's just feel, a guess. I feel like um, Acosta steals his neighbor's Wi-Fi, so I don't know if that's a crime. <laughs> but if All it right. could well, be clearly crime, they've decided to reward him for it with the new contract, so they don't fucking care. Yeah, but um, I mean, you don't stay rich by spending money. Come on. That's true, and and Canada loves to charge the highest rates in the world for internet and 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 uh, cell phone shit. So that's and, true. Oh, he could be number enemy number one. Brendan Vasquez cheated on his driver's exam. So I thought you were going to say his taxes. That's Lucho uh, Acosta, right? Mm. He he just had this extension. He had his video that FC Cincinnati put out. And my friends and I, we were trying to figure out what it said on his shirt. Once we figured out what it said, we Googled it. And it was a $380 shirt. Well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, right? So I think he's going to pay for, pay for Wi-Fi. Sir. I mean, I, I mean, unless that, like, you know, that's his entire discretionary budget for the year. And, he, you know, he doesn't have enough leftover for Internet in Toronto in a hotel. All right. All right. I have a question. I have a question, though. So. Nick Hagland. Yes. What do what do we as Toronto FC supporters who still are, you know, I still be fond of the slam and salmon. What kind of messages do we need to send him in order to get him to help his old team? 
because his uh, team's going to win like yeah. ultimately throughout the season just to you know throw his old teammates a bone you know like just what 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 do we have to tell him i are, am not sure open? can we bribe him <laughs> well no i mean i think he's uh he's also a millionaire so i i, I would not count on uh you know well, his he, they might babysitting. What? what if we what if we have friends what? in the states that want to babysit his brood of children has Nick Hagland made enough money to be considered a millionaire? What's his salary these days? What Probably. What's he I mean, he's played in the league for like 10 years. So even sure. if he's only making, you know, 200 to 300 to 400, like he's probably accumulated enough. Almost definitely. I, um, I would have been, I, well, okay. I remember in my head he's about a you know one hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand a year at most kind of guy, but yeah, all right, he's doing better than that. Good for him. Well, let's see. We we can we can check. We have I'm the numbers. It. MLS player salaries. He's he's making he's making one hundred seventy five this season. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. Has so he maybe he's not a millionaire. I don't know. Probably. I think he's doing well enough to not be bribed, Uh, but you know, he probably loves his children. So that's a good angle. So we're saying we should kidnap his children. Yeah, that's that's what what, I heard. That's what Kristen said. That's what I heard. Not me. That is not what I said. We (laughs) that's also babysit. Yeah, we know what you meant, Kristen. I didn't say it like that. That was a sincere (laughs) offer. Maybe he and the missus want some time alone. You know, we're just being helpful. Jeez. All right, all right, all right. Let's 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 move on from this for question. So this match, which is this Saturday at mm. BMO Field at seven thirty, blah blah blah, whatever time LS decides to kick off their matches, which is annoying. Um, it's Terry Dunfield's last match as coach. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> oh, I know. So my question to everybody um, is. Does he just does he because the season is has, was lost so long ago and it really he, he almost doesn't matter what he does. Um, he still has a job within the organization. Herdman's already apparently made him part of his coaching staff. So maybe he can't go quite super crazy. But does he just do something wacky and like throw out all the kids or something? You know, I say before the game, he gets on the mic. He says, it's Terrence, bitch, and he walks out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would, I would do. would be amazeballs. <laughs> Play John Cena's music. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I hope, you know, he actually takes us seriously because the, there is something to play for here, Kristen. Um, you know, obviously, Jim Brennan in his... TFC coach career got three points. Terry Dunfield is currently at three points. You know, it would be nice uh, when we eventually oh. get to go back yeah. to real life and they're hanging out together in the one soccer universe for <laughs> Terry to be able to say, yeah, I got more points than you. We don't need to look into the fact that it took him 15 games or whatever the fuck it is. Let's just He's not going to get more wins than Brennan got, but let's at least have it get he gets more points than Brennan got, just so he can hold that over himself at least. That's all I ask. In 
Brennan um, had one game. Dunfield had however many. Whatever. Four points versus three. Dunfield wins. That's all I want. Fair. I am. I am. I am here for that. Absolutely. Good uh, point, Duncan. If if that happens, he's not playing the babies. Right. No. Yeah. Oh no! So, of course not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing, you know, to go back to your point, because yeah, let's throw kids out. Apparently, uh, we, we're now up to like thirty-nine, like people that have played in the uh, the MLS season and everything. So you know, keep that going. Let's break forty. Let's. There's got to be some kind of record out there for most people, sort of most individual players played in an MLS season. Let's break well, that record. Oh, okay. Didn't 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 Toronto already break that? Isn't that why we had the countdown on Waking the Red back in the day? No, uh, that included Voyager's Cup and CCL games. Martin barely oh, saved oh, okay. people in an MLS season. This oh, season, oh. which is a record. So let's keep fucking going. Let's let's break the league wide record and set something unbreakable. Bring in like. Play 16, 15 year olds in this game. Let's <laughs> let's get over. 50. Make it happen, Terry. Make it happen. You know these kids; they want it. It'll be a charming story, and they can show off their 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 you know their new coach Herdman in hopes of getting it into the. He'll put in a good word of the national team program for him or something. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There we go. There we go. All comes together. <laughs> I mean, eventually Terry Dunfield's going to be coach of the national team, and then this exactly valued, super valuable. Yeah, is Toronto really the ladder on the way to the national team? Hasn't that just happened once? Like players wise, or like coaching wise? Coaching is what I'm thinking. Coaching. That's only happened once, right? Hmm. Never. No, I don't think so. What are you thinking about here, Mike? I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, um. Isn't Vanny the national team? Yeah, Greg but Vanny? that's going. That's he's, going down. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no. I was very confused there. And it, it also All didn't right, help that, that Zoom crashed in the middle of my question. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, assistant coaches, like Nick Dasovich has made it to, he's done some things with Canada. Uh, yes. Maybe some of us, who knows? But, uh, yeah, interesting. Players, definitely. It's uh, a very sort of easy way. Oh, you're a young kid, you've played a few times for Toronto. All right, you can get a Canada call-up. That happens, but yeah, coaches not really yet. Eh. No, not yet. All right, let's move on to players to watch. Um, I am going to pick Nick Hagland because I know he still plays for Cincinnati, and none of you can tell me that he's been traded away. So there. Mm. I can do like that. Rubbing Interesting in. theory. Stop it. What have you heard, Mike? This just in. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> Don't even. 
I've been saving this just for this show. <laughs> yes, I have some yeah, manner the of insider. Skunky, Kristen, just <laughs> pour it down the drain. <laughs> and I'll take Lucho Acosta if no one else is going to. Jesus. Uh, he seems like he's quite good. Well, that, that is the, the word around town. Mm. How's my boy Kubo doing? Kubo doing? Kubo oh, right. has been excellent in spurts. Uh, he's forgetting he's there. It's so I weird. I right? he's there. I'm like, I looked it up. I was like, wasn't there, wasn't there a thing? Yeah, there was a thing. Jesus Christ, I forgot he was there. Yeah, no he boys. had an excellent assist. I can't remember if it was in um, Atlanta or in Philadelphia, but he it, that was within the last three weeks. It was an excellent assist. Um, oh my God, Miazga's still there? Jesus Christ, what the hell? I mean, he was hired last year. Was it just last year? I thought it was the year yeah. before. I was, was, I was, he was there always, like, the entire off. year. Yeah, last right. year. Well, there's always uh, there's always a uh, uh, Victor Vasquez if you want. I know. I was going to say the other ba- the other Vasquez. Yeah. Victor Vasquez. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, with it's, B, everyone. it's with a B. B. B and a V sound exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So you're looking for one from me, or is are we still sure, waiting on Mark? We... I mean, duh, Hugo Mbangwe. Did they drink him in the Congo? <laughs> Is he actually playing? I have no idea, but he has an awesome name. And uh, that yeah, is... That's uh, what it's all about. The the joy of my life is saying that name, uh, you know, twice a year. <laughs> um, Ranjit Singh, who is keeping for you guys these days? We're not sure, to be fair. Um, uh, all right, then Ranjit Singh. We just no, had Ranjit our number Singh four injured. keeper start. Yeah, we've got a, we've got an El Salvadorian international, Mike. Oh so my! Yeah, is this a De Rosario? <laughs> no, he plays no, for York with his brother. Yeah. Um, not it's yet. Yeah, that's Osorio. true. see well, Osorio, maybe <laughs> <laughs> Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, De Rosario. Yeah, yeah all of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, seriously, yeah. go. Yeah, he, uh, actually, stuff. Hugo, I don't think Hugo plays for Toronto anymore. Brutal. All right, so the official MLSsoccersoccer.com uh, <laughs> is behind. Imagine that. Um, so before the last game, I think I said Bernadeschi. I said either Bernadeschi or this other Italian guy, uh, Insigne. Uh, but both of them shit the bed in Cincinnati. So I'm not picking either of them. Oh, the, um, they've, I'll, I'll have you know that that is a North American tour of beds that have been shattered. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I'm just talking with you. He still it plays is not exclusive team. to Cincinnati, I assure you. All no, right. not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let me. Okay, I got to click. Franco Ibarra. There we go. That's there my player to watch. Solid name. That's sure. actually not a bad one. The 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 uh, the, uh, the unhappy Atlanta player. But then again, he's playing for Atlanta, so yeah. I'd be unhappy too. He won't be spectacular, but he, he's probably going to be reasonably competent. Yeah. And 
that that's the best you can hope for from any of these guys these days. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he was that guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fine choice. Yeah, and then Carl Johnson Sapong, obviously Hello. big threat. <laughs> is he is, is he also like playing for Charlotte or some shit now? No, no, he's playing for Toronto. He just hasn't scored a goal since his first match. Oh my so god! I say one playing of those. loosely, yes, it's terrifying. He, he does. Anyways, it's it's actually annoying because he does nice things, and but then I don't know his brain freezes or something. I have no idea. It's just irritating. I want nice things for CJ Sapong, but apparently not at Toronto. So, but Carl Johnson is what CJ stands for. That's yes. a guess based on a video game. Uh, oh. you were just watch- <laughs> you you were just watching the nineteen ninety eight. 1988 Olympics, weren't you? Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's get some some predictions going here. 4 now. 4? Shit. I'm going 3 nil. Okay. Marcus? Um... Hmm. I haven't given this one all that much thought. I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go th- yes, three nil. Let's go three nil. I was gonna give us one. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? All right, well well then 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 wait for it because I'm going three three. What? Oh my god. Yep. What three goal what? scores are we do does Toronto have? Name one. I Name don't one. know. DeAndre Kerr. DeAndre Kerr and then and nobody. Jonathan Torio. Matt Miazga. Carl Johnson Sapong is and the DeAndre other one. Kerr. Um. <laughs> I do enjoy that you, you didn't ask us to clarify which way this uh, three... Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I do, but I've given up on that this season, but especially in this match. No, no, I'm going I'm going for, I'm going for a, a, you know, Cincinnati, one of their many draws on the road. Toronto pulling it all out for Terry to get that one point to beat Brennan. So there you go. I heard it. Kristen wants Three. everyone to pull it out for Terry. <laughs> uh, well, I, for one, will be pulling it out for Terry. Aw. <laughs> Salute. Oh, you stop it. In a manner of speaking. No, stop it. My brain. Okay. Uh, look, look for the well, sound file got, in the chat, yeah. guys. Okay, so wrap a sock tassel around that thing, and it's perfect. Mm. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, on that visual note, um, that's our show for this week. Uh, please join us next week when we recap what is sure to be some sort of horrific loss for Toronto. Um, but maybe I'm right. I'm probably not. Um, then we're going to look ahead to even more Toronto games because they have a bunch more in one week because why not? And um, we'll talk more Camp Yell and whatever else is interesting in the world of soccer that we wish to discuss. We would very much like to thank our very special guest, Mike Hudson at Mike Hudson Sucks on the Twitters. Thank you so much for coming out as always when it is WKRPFC uh, week. Always a pleasure. I do hope to get out next week, next year for some Columbus Crew weeks. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, that sounds exciting. And also, 
Shield, 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 shield. Yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> um, otherwise, I have been joined by these two fine gentlemen to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. I will not be saluting Terry in the uh, the, the way that was suggested. <laughs> no. Uh, on the tweet machines at Kit Nerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Where's your sense of respect, Duncan? <laughs> Thank you to everybody who continues to support our I podcast. Might, I might get to half mast. I might get the slide to half mast. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, signs of people, man. That all depends on whether Bernadette's shirt stays on, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, inappropriate. I'd like to thank everybody who uh, continues to support our podcast via Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. There's still shirts. You can find that link on our site, vocalminority.ca, via Zazzle. Tony did him on excellent work as per usual. And uh, we're wrapping up the seasons, guys. Woo! I mean, well, I could yeah. be excited, Mike. I understand. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Belarusian Premier League is about to be decided, right? Oh fuck! I I everyone's in waiting life. there, and it's. I think I, I think Shakhtar is going to pull it out. They can still mathematically not get demoted after taking a twenty-six point deduction. Seriously, I actually really want that <laughs> to are, happen so are, very badly. They are so very, very like, badly. It is not impossible. They kind of have to win like most of their games, but they are one of the better teams in the league, even though they are punished deservedly. So, It'd be so amazing. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. Pulling it out for Terry.